0: Welcome to the Love and the Fight podcast. My name is Travis Rousinger, and we are excited to have you with us today. Relationships are all around us. They're everywhere. Healthy relationships hold the key to success in life. The best kind of relationships, they're filled with love. Whatever you're fighting for, part of why we are doing this podcast is that we want to encourage you today to fight for love. I know personally that throughout my life, I've enjoyed fighting for love, but it's been tough some days, but then other days, it's been easy, amazing, incredible, but no matter how good or bad it's been, it's been worth it. It always is. Again, we want to thank you for being here with us today. We're going to be focusing on relationships often in this podcast, but we're going to be taking different roads as to how to get there, but we're certainly going to be talking about love. I'm joined today by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Dawn Rosinger.
1: Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Just a little background information on Travis and I. We are actually high school sweethearts, so we've been married for a little while. Along the way, we've had the opportunity to raise two amazing kids. We love Jesus, we love people, and we absolutely love encouraging marriages.
0: Well, we want to welcome you back to our third episode of the Love and the Fight Marriage Podcast. It's good to have you guys here.
1: We're pumped to be with you guys again today.
0: So excited. Well, we wanted to kick off our podcast, uh, this one in particular, with a story that of something that happened to me when I was first in college. I remember that I walked into one class and it was an English class. And that particular professor, when he walked in, he just immediately made me and all the other students made us feel like we weren't uh, very intelligent, that he was the most intelligent person on the planet and we were never going to get to his level. And he constantly used his words. I know this is hard to believe, but it's true to talk down to us. I think we can all
1: remember having teachers like that maybe growing up.
0: And it's a nightmare yeah, to remember is. them. Yeah. But uh, I ended up having a different professor. I think it was almost the exact same time or, uh, yeah, during that same semester where she walked into the class and it was a completely different vibe, just a whole different feeling. She walked in and immediately she used her words to encourage me and all the other students when we'd hand in papers. She not only verbally said great things about us in front of the whole class, but then she would write some of the most amazing things on our papers and things that would make us feel like we could go out into the world and accomplish just about anything that we ever dreamed of accomplishing. And it kind of reminds me of something that happened to us cons- you know, concerning like uh, words and the use of yeah. words when we were first married and yeah, having just, kids.
1: Today, we just really want to focus on our words and how we have power in our words. And we can either choose to bring life into our marriage through our words or death, like the Bible says. But I remember when we first got married, uh, we were young. And we got pregnant pretty quickly, and and uh, you know nine months later, all of a sudden, boom, our son Alex was born. And and being young, we we didn't have a ton of knowledge or experience with raising kids. Did there was we? no
0: manual. We it was just... was just take the baby home and do it on your yeah, own. Yeah,
1: we were shocked they actually just <laughs> let us have a baby. Just take take him home. It was crazy. Um,
0: no classes. They didn't make us sign anything no. saying we would bring him back. Okay, eighteen years <laughs> <Yeah>. later.
1: <laughs> no no tests or anything. But I remember Alex is about uh, a month old. And I had just changed his diaper and he was on my bed. And I quickly ran to the bathroom, which is just across the hall, to wash my hands. And suddenly I heard a thud. And I knew that it came from the bedroom, from you know the bed that I had just left our, our one month old on. And I ran back into the room and here he is laying uh, face flat down. On the ground, immediately he started crying, and you know what? So did I. I felt so <laughs> bad. I couldn't believe how how did this happen? For one thing, I mean, he's a month old. How did he, I mean? I didn't even know he could roll over. But then, how irresponsible of me as a mom, a young mom, to just leave him on the bed and he rolls off. I thought for sure that you know, honestly, I damaged him the rest of his life. I thought he was going to have you know you know brain damage or you know it's going to severely um, uh, affect him. And I felt horrible. But you were, I remember, I think you were in the living room and I know you heard yeah, the thud too.
0: I heard it too. And I was, ran in there and I was so distraught. You I was were. like, oh my gosh, we have a one month old and he just fell off the bed. And immediately I took my my frustration, my concern, my thinking that my son was now you know, physically going to be in, you know in pain yeah. for the rest of his life and I took that and I turned that on you, Don, and I verbally let you have it.
1: You did. And I just remember I already felt horrible in that moment. You know, it's like I failed as a mom and I was again just a young mom. But then I heard I had your words in you know echoing in my my mind that I did fail as a mom and I just felt so Bad. And I remember, you know, we called you know, Alex calmed down and he was, he was fine. Didn't even have, you know, no swelling, no bruise or anything.
0: It was like an angel caught him. I Absolutely. Think. <laughs>
1: but I, I just remember it leaving this impact on my heart that I just, I mean, I just felt so horrible that this happened to my son. But then I also felt horrible at the words that you had said to me in this where here was just a, honest. It was a mistake. Um, I definitely
0: let you have You it. did.
1: And I yeah. know you do it out of concern. You were worried right. as well that, you know, something had happened to our son. But then here about a month later, what happened? It's, it's interesting how you kind of let me have it, you know, as a young mom. But a month later, the, all of a sudden, quickly, the tables turned.
0: It literally turned. I uh, unloaded on you, obviously, when our son Alex hit the floor. But uh, like you said, a month later, I had just finished changing them like you probably had and mm-hmm. set him in the middle of this very large bed. I mean, what? two month old rolls over and and gets to, you know, off the edge of the bed. But for whatever reason, our son, who is now like a CrossFit king, <laughs> you know, he's got a CrossFit gym yeah. in his garage. Him and our beautiful daughter-in-law, they just work out every day, but it, it kind of explains it, you know, at two months of age, I change him, put him in the middle of bed, walk off, and what happens? Son. The Again. exact same thing. <laughs> and I go running in there and I am just now I'm bursting into tears thinking my son is Physically damaged, and you run in there, but immediately I am like so different now. Now I'm the one that has caused this this problem and has hurt our son, and I'm just like hoping and praying for grace that you will be nice with your words, and and realizing, wait, this I just let you have it a month earlier.
1: And it's funny because I actually I felt your I had a lot of compassion at that moment because I knew how it made me feel the month before when, you know, my son had fallen off the bed in, in my care. And I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to let you have it because I knew honestly on the inside, you felt bad enough as a dad that this happened on your watch. And so I chose at that point, I wasn't going to use my words negatively I was actually going to just give you more empathy and compassion in the moment um, because I knew that you're going to, again, just you're going to be harder on yourself than I even could be harder
0: on. And I was so grateful for that. And the reason why we bring that story up is because of the power of words and communication. In fact, this podcast, we're kind of naming a communication game changer for your Marriage, and we're going to introduce that concept a little bit more in a second. But how often do we each need uh, words that are spoken to us, whether they're spoken politely or in a Mm, moment of tension? Mm -hmm. We need words that are chosen well, words that won't damage us, but words that will encourage us and help us. And it's kind of interesting, isn't it, Don, how you know when our kids were growing up, we could just love on them and tell them they're going to they're going to be able to accomplish anything they could ever yeah. want to accomplish and and tell them how amazing the kids they are but yet so often as parents we walk out the door and and then we're like gossiping about a coworker yeah. or we you and I suddenly get into a, an argument and we say mean things to each other yeah. it's weird that we can get it right as as helicopter parents or whatever we were growing yeah. up but you know we can say all these wonderful things about our kids as a team but then we mess up with each other or our Uh, you know, other adults that we know, that sort of thing. It's
1: definitely, definitely easy to encourage and speak words of life over our kids. But then oftentimes, like you said, in the middle of an argument or frustration, our words that we know are powerful to each other all all of a sudden could get negative or we could tear each other down. And, um, you know, we just, it's easy to to love on our kids with our words. But then sometimes our spouses, we don't give that same exact
0: love absolutely and i think what we're trying to uh, present to our listeners to and just even just you and i just talking about in our own living room uh with each other and kind of reminiscing on is just this this idea of what is it what what could happen in our marriages if we take our our propensity to just unload on each other in a moment of where we messed up or we did something wrong or whatever. And instead of using our 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 language to kind of rip on each yeah. other, give each other yeah. a hard time, instead build each other up. And this thought popped in my mind the other day that we probably haven't met our real spouse mm-hmm. yet. Even though yeah. you and I have been married for for how long or or those of you that are listening, you've been married to your spouse for how long? Is it possible that you don't know your real spouse yet? And here's what I mean. Have they experienced from you a massive and ongoing, relentless amount of encouragement from your mouth? And what what could they become? What could they turn into if every day they were experiencing this amazing, unleashed torrent of encouragement?
1: I think it would be awesome if every marriage, we would realize the power that we actually have to speak into our spouse's life. I know when we, again, we got married, we were young and I never went to college and it was just a dream or a goal that I had to get a bachelor's degree. And I remember in my mid thirties, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to college. And it was a big dream, a big goal, but I was actually a little, you know, uh, wondering if it's something I could do, but you were my biggest cheerleader. You were my biggest support. You, all the way through those four years, you cheered me on and you told me I could do it. You told me that I was smart in the midst of chemistry class when I hadn't had to study for years. You were the one that was there telling me that I could do it. And you know what? At the end of those four years, I graduated and I had a 3.98 GPA. And I credit that mostly because of your words, because of your power, your encouragement that you gave yeah. me that you know helped me not give up.
0: What? And honestly, I don't think I can take the credit on you. You worked your tail off. And the only reason why you didn't get a (laughs) 4.0... Of course, is because that one professor said no one deserves an A. And so she did not give anybody yeah. in that class an A, even if they deserved it. I got an but A, gave in me a-. Mind, minus. In my mind, you yeah. got a 4.0 because <laughs> you earned it. But uh, I don't think I can take the credit. But you're right. I did believe in you. And I did try to verbalize that as often as I can. And that's what we're talking about. Just having that game-changing kind of, of, of communication yeah. in your marriage. And how often do we know that... Uh, that Our words can be very damaging. It's interesting in the, in the book of James in the New Testament, James writes to the church and he warns them about the damage or the, the, the potential for damage that uh, the tongue can do. Mm. And so he compares that to a little spark. Yeah. in a forest. How many of us have been in a forest in the fall when things are turning and it's not green anymore and a little spark could could get those leaves on fire? And, and before you know it, a little spark could burn a forest down. And that's really what James kind of is referring to when he talks about how the tongue can, can set a fire uh, light. And, and really think about the The damage that that can do to your marriage, the wrong Mm -hmm. word that you say or the wrong communication, you want to pull it back, but you can't.
1: I'm sure all of us, and I know there's times in my life, I know I've said words. um, I wish I could take them back. I wish I could have. I wish I would have just not said those words. But um, in the moment, I said those. But I totally agree with what James says. The tongue is so powerful. Um, Can you imagine, though, let's just dream a little bit. What could or would happen... In our marriage, or in a, in a marriage, if every single time your spouse, when they open their mouth, it's going to be positive. It's going to be encouraging. It would be loving. It would it would bring life. Those words of life. What what could a marriage do? What could a couple do? Um, what could they do individually? But what could they do as a couple if that's what their communication style was? If they really, really just did everything within them to just encourage and and promote and just, you know, cheer on their spouse.
0: Hey, friends, we'll get right back to the episode. But we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media. Leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. We would also love to hear from you. So feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. Yeah, and I think, Don, that what that would be would be amazing. It would be incredible. Like, you just want to wake up every morning and live in that marriage and yeah. be wake up next to your spouse, and you would love on them. And where does that come from? What's deep inside of us? Well, it really comes from, if you're a follower of Jesus, uh, he has injected his DNA in you. The Bible yeah. says that when somebody chooses to follow Jesus, they they are given a new birth in Christ, And with that new birth is some new spiritual DNA. And it's a strain of DNA that has in it this this verbal kind of uh, desire that should bubble up within us to speak in the way that Jesus spoke. I mean, think about Jesus. He was the ultimate in the area of encouragement, Mm -hmm. sharing love, and, and using his words to make a difference uh, in the world, he didn't hold back, and we shouldn't either. I think of Peter. he he thought, uh, you know, we all think of how much Peter, one of the disciples, failed and had so many character problems. Yeah. but Jesus looked at him and said, "You're the rock, and on this rock, I will build my church." So Jesus used. Uh, His words often in communication to build people up. And that's our spiritual DNA. And that's what's in our marriages.
1: It is. I know one of my favorite Bible characters, absolutely favorite Bible characters, is Barnabas. And why? Because he was known for his encouragement. The Bible literally says that many were saved because of his encouragement. And if people can get saved, if they can become saved and know Jesus through encouragement, what can happen in our marriages with encouragement. What could we accomplish? What could we do? How could we act? What What mission could we do together if we had just constant encouragement like that?
0: Yeah, and that should be the goal, that we should be trying to out-encourage one another. In a in a good cyclical way, it would just build on itself, and our marriage would would not only grow, but would would rise above some of the 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 dumb little things that all of us as couples across this yeah. earth that we end up arguing and fighting over. So again, we're we're talking about this this game changer. Concept of communication and what is it? So we want to introduce to you a word that that we kind of came up <laughs> created, with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you might think that it's it's cheesy or or doesn't make sense, but to us it makes a ton of sense, and it really comes out of a heart of Dawn and I throughout our lifetime, throughout our marriage. We have seen the power of encouragement yeah. and the power of people. You know, what What would happen when you tell somebody that you believe in them, that you speak positively about them and about their future? And we've just seen the explosive growth yeah. in others. And we've often thought to ourselves, well, we all have a tongue. We're all born with the ability to speak. Why? Why? If we have that ability, aren't we using it on a daily and, and many times a day basis to build others up with our tongue? It's kind of like having millions and millions of dollars in the bank and everybody around you is poor, and how fun it would be to be able to just share what you've been given with yeah. everybody around yeah. you. And so we're talking about generosity, but really verbal generosity. Donna yeah. and I have often wondered why aren't people more generous with their words yeah. and when they think it or feel it? They just love on others with their words. And it's
1: funny because words are free. They are. They don't cost us anything they really don't. But at the same time when you give them freely, you are being extremely generous. You're 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 being generous with your words. I love verbalosity. I love that you came up with you know that that concept like being generous with your with your words, being verbal and being generous.
0: Yeah, so what we really did is we took the word verbal. So in yeah. other words, somebody who's very verbal, they talk a lot. And we combined it with the word generosity, and Don already shared it, but we came up with the word verbalosity. Like, I want to be a person who has a lot of verbalosity in my life, that I just like somebody is generous. And so they have generosity. I want verbosity. I want to be generous with my words. In other words, we're talking about only positive communication. Not that we don't slip up or say something negative, but verbosity. That's the game-changing is, yep. communication key for every marriage. Yep. Be like Jesus with your communication. And a
1: goal that we have. But again, what we do, we always go back to the Bible and we, and we, we like, what can we learn about marriage? How can we be better you know, at this thing called marriage? What does the Bible say? And again, um, if you, all you have to do is just open up God's word. But in Ephesians four twenty nine says this. It says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Wow! Right there literally just tells us let our words be an encouragement. Everything that we say let it be good and helpful.
0: Yeah, I love that helpful part. That's so good.
1: It goes on to say get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Can you imagine if our marriage was was built on those things, the good and helpful the words, but then getting rid of that bitterness, anger, rage.
0: Yeah, and I love this passage, Don. This is one we have focused on for our marriage for many, many years in terms of how we should have communication in our marriage. And I like how it ends. It says, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And so that's yeah. that spiritual uh, DNA when it comes to communication. Jesus has forgiven us. And so that's why it's saying get rid of the bad stuff. Get rid of the rage, anger, harsh words, and instead be kind and tenderhearted and forgiving one another. And so having that verbalosity, that loving, kind, generous yeah. Uh, usage of words that builds our spouse up.
1: Again, just the tongue has the power to bring life and death. So what are you bringing to your marriage? Are we bringing life to our marriage or are we bringing death? It's crazy that we have the power to choose.
0: Absolutely. And I think... Uh, one of the things that, one of our goals, obviously, we want to encourage those of you that are married, we want to encourage all marriages and and couples that uh, are really trying to build uh, their lives around a lifetime commitment. And one of the things that I think that, that comes to our mind is just, practically walking it out we don't ever want to have a podcast or you know talk about marriage without saying hey here's some basic things we can all do and we Mm -hmm. need to work on these things this is on our list so what can you do right now in your marriage to practice verbalosity i think the first one is this don uh is if, if you feel it or think it then say it or write it. And I've gotten better and better at that over the years. Now, do I need to get better? Absolutely. I need to keep growing. But one thing that I love to do is if I have a feeling towards you or a thought of something Mm -hmm. positive, I just, I blurt it out of my mouth. I just, I just say it or I text it to you if we're not near each other. And I think that can really help.
1: You've taught me a lot about this. Um, I, again, I'm just not as much of a communicator as you are, but you've taught me um, just to say my words, to actually open my mouth and say it. And there's many times I do get a text from you or I get a card or you know, I come home and at, you know on the table, there'll be a card and you literally just write out your feelings towards me. Um, and I love that. Another thing is just complimenting each other. Telling your husband that they're handsome, telling your wife that they're pretty, that they're cute, that they're smart, that they're funny. Just complimenting them. It's funny because we, we believe those things. About our spouse, let's just say them. Let's just literally open up our mouths and say yes. those words.
0: And I would add to that the next one would be speak positivity and life into them and into their future. When was the last time you looked at your spouse in their eyes and spoke positivity about their future directly to them? Yeah. Eyeball to eyeball, like, hey, this is what I see in your future. You're amazing. You're incredible. You're going to just continue to grow and you will accomplish great things. I mean, that is, that is verbalosity yep, at yep, its speaking core. Speaking
1: life, yep. Um, and the next one is make sh- uh, make sure that they know that you don't hold the past failures against them. We all fail. There's days that I know I say things to Travis that I shouldn't or act or respond a certain way, but I want him to know, or I want, I want to know that he doesn't hold that against me. I don't hold that against Travis. I love what Judah Smith said in his podcast one day. He said, are you more committed to your spouse's future or to their past? We need to be more committed to the future than we do, we are to our to their past to our past. We need to let go. We need to let God make all things new.
0: Yeah, and another one that jumps in my mind, Don, is just spending time daily talking about Jesus and faith. I think so often we have to talk about the kids or finances or jobs just to survive and get through our day. But we forget that we need to talk about Jesus. But uh, another one as well would be avoid all destructive communication and any passive aggressive language. Mm-hmm. And we add that in there because that's what the Bible yeah. says, right? We just yeah, read that. Absolutely. Get rid of the bad stuff. And, and lastly, that even just
1: includes sarcasm. Sometimes sarcasm, you know, you think you're trying to be funny and sarcastic. And honestly, it's just rude or mean. It and cuts. It and hurts. It cuts down. And lastly, we just, we encourage uh, you and this is what, what we do is just pray together and use your words to pray for each other out loud. Mm. I love it when, when Travis Way you just we hold hands and he prays um just words of life over me and blessings over me. You don't know what that does to my heart. It just melts it. Um and I just I just know he believes in me.
0: Definitely. So Well, man, we just want to thank you guys for being with us uh, again today. This is episode three, of course, of the Loving the Fight uh, podcast. And we are just have been wanting to talk, of course, about a communication game changer for your marriage. What is that? It's verbalosity. It's taking that spiritual DNA that Jesus has given us and being generous with our words. Like you said, Don, so eloquently, it's free to, yeah, to give really words helps. so speak them over the ones you love but we especially want to encourage you speak them over your spouse thank you so much for being with us again yep. today on the loving the fight podcast you guys got this you can <laughs> do it it's going to be amazing
1: have a great day guys
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the loving the fight podcast we really enjoyed having a chance to talk through the concept of verbalosity, being generous with your words For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. If this podcast has encouraged you in any way, then be sure to share it with others you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed, and please click like and leave a review. See you next time.